You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Okay, I want to welcome everybody to yet another installment of the Keys and Anklets podcast. On today's episode, I'm actually interviewing a person who was brought to my attention by one of my followers on Twitter. They sent me a message basically saying that I need to talk to this person. So I reached out to her and I could tell right away that I was definitely pointed in the right direction. Her name is Venus, Goddess Venus. And she actually writes a blog, a blog all about, you know, cuckolding and her experiences. And, you know, she's kind of giving her two cents on it. And just to give you a little bit of background, because I'm going to let her go into everything in the interview, but just a little bit of background. She's coming from a rather unique position compared to most of the people that I've talked to in this lifestyle in the sense that she is a single woman who is who has already made the decision that a cuckold relationship is what she wants. So she is in the process of making that happen in her life. And I find her to be a fascinating individual. And I'm sure after this interview, you will agree with me as well. So why don't you say hi to everyone, Venus? Hi, everybody. (laughs) Now, just to kind of get this out of the way, she is a, well, why don't you tell everybody how old you are? I'd rather you do it than me ask. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I just turned 40 a few weeks ago. Well, happy birthday. I'm sure some of my listeners are wishing Thank you a happy you. birthday as well. And Thank you. Like I said, just a little backstory. Uh, she's a single mom living in Canada. And like I said, she has some very interesting things to say because her perspective is vastly different from the other people that I've interviewed for the show and, you know, the other people that I usually see at my parties because she does not yet have a cut. So I guess to kind of set this off right, give us an idea of how how did you even learn about, like, when did cuckolding enter your life? It was about three years ago. I came across someone on Tinder, actually. And um, he noticed my profile because I had something that said on there that I wasn't into monogamy. And I think that probably piqued his interest. Um, So when we started talking, he slowly over a period of a few days kind of told me about this whole cuckold thing. And he didn't really use the term cuckold, but he did just describe it as like a one-sided open relationship. And I was telling me about why he liked that and stuff like that. And I just immediately loved it. And I really haven't looked back ever since. So you I were pretty knew that I wanted that mm-hmm. beforehand, but I didn't even know that this kind of relationship even existed. I thought it's just entirely too selfish on my part. Nobody's ever going to want to sign up for that. But so when you say you knew you wanted it, when you say that you knew you wanted it beforehand, kind of give, give us a little bit of mm-hmm. clarification on that. Like, what exactly do you mean when you say that? Well, I had been involved in the swinging community for about 
eight years before that, mainly as a single woman. And so I was used to being the center of attention, doing whatever I wanted, having total sexual freedom. All of my friends are in open relationships, so I saw them struggle back and forth with setting all of these kind of rules and boundaries and limits. And I just knew that I didn't want that. I knew that I wanted to have total freedom. So I knew I wanted to have an open relationship on my side anyway, but I just really didn't want to have someone else kind of dictating what I could and couldn't do. Right. And so I was a little frustrated because I thought no one's ever going to want that. (laughs) But as soon as I met this guy on Tinder, I was like, wow, this is it. This is exactly me. This is exactly what I want. So I can imagine that as he's explaining this all to you, as far as how a cuckolding dynamic works, that you were probably just pretty much just sitting there like nodding your head. Like, yes. Like I was, yes, I was so excited. It was thrilling for me to learn about it. It really was. I felt like I had finally found exactly what it is that I needed to feel happy and fulfilled in my life. Mm-hmm. That's such a great feeling. So what would you say it is about being a cuckoldress that resonates with you so much? I mean, I know that you say that you like the, you know, the the freedom of kind of being able to come and go as you choose and and not having to answer to anybody but does it does it resonate with you on a deeper level like is there any kind of like like because there's power in these dynamics in a cuckolding dynamic in other words i guess the question is why why cuckolding over hot wifing like what makes cuckolding more appealing to you as opposed to being a hot wife yeah i definitely love the unfairness of it all and that immediately um, resonated with me. I loved that part of it. The fact that um, it was totally unfair that I could do whatever I wanted and he couldn't. And I loved that kind of feeling of control over over the relationship in that way. And that's something that's evolved over the last few years. But I definitely gravitated towards that part of it. And just being able to see his reactions, physical reactions, his emotional reactions, it was intoxicating for me and I therefore would get turned on by that part. So it was that kind of dynamic that I fell in love with. And But I will say that this whole thing really only works for me if it's in a serious, committed relationship. That's mm-hmm. something I've learned. So yeah. what is it that... like? Give us an idea what your thoughts and feelings are as far as the emotional aspect of it. Like, what do you want to have with your cuck? Like, what type of emotional connection do you want to have? I definitely want to be in love with this person. I want to spend the rest of my life with that person. And I I, I want it to be like a committed, long-term, serious relationship that's built on trust. Mm-hmm. And and that's like I said, I feel like it's really necessary, but the trusting is is really important because um I feel like if this kind of relationship is done properly, it just magnifies the trust that you already have for each other, therefore 
bringing you closer together. And I know that other women have talked about this in that they say it, this kind of relationship really brings a deeper, more meaningful connection between the two of you. And it's so true. And I can't say that enough. So when you see, because I, I follow you on Twitter and I've, and I've read your blog and when you see other couples living this lifestyle, like what do you feel when you see people who have what you're striving to achieve? <laughs> I'm so happy for them. I mean, I love, I love to see people really succeed and flourish in this type of relationship. And I just, I'm, I'm so happy for them that they're able to do that. And I, I really do appreciate the ones who are open about it because it's just helping to, um, I guess, educate people that this kind of thing exists and it can be really great mm -hmm. and wonderful and legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm really happy to see other couples who succeed and flourish in this kind of relationship dynamic. Okay. Now, one of the things that I notice about, uh, you know, when I follow you on Twitter is you have a very beautiful picture and I'm sure some of our listeners are going to be people who are already familiar with you. So they probably know the picture that I'm talking about, but there's a picture of you uh, with a cuck showing your, your privates <laughs> and basically you're, <laughs> you're, you're riding him and he's caged. So my question is how soon after discovering cuckolding did you learn about chastity were you introduced to chastity and how long did it take for you to say okay i like this was it right away or did it did you take time did it have to take a little bit of time for you to get used to funny enough that was actually my first instance with um, my first experience with chastity i had never been around it before i had seen it but i had i just i didn't really understand it and um, the cuck who I was with at that time, um, just we decided he would put it on and he had a really great camera. So he said, let's take some pictures. And it just ended up turning out to be a really, really beautiful photo and um, like didn't require any editing whatsoever. It was it was just a beautiful picture. Um, but that was about five months after I first was introduced to cuckolding so it wasn't very long afterwards and since then I've definitely learned to love chastity and understand what it's all about um, on a better level and um, but yeah that picture is beautiful one of my favorites so what is it about chastity that you enjoy so much um, I love the fact that it gives me such a sense of power and control when I'm holding keys and I really, I have the ultimate control over that person, but they've also therefore given me the ultimate gift of that control. And I, I just, I love that so much. I love what it does to help someone with like behavior modification. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just, I love how, um, they feel a little bit more like helpless and, and but still trusting in me in that way. I just what's the longest that, what's the longest that you've ever kept a guy in chastity? Um, about three months. 
and that's consistent, like no breaks, just three months straight through. Correct. Yeah. Now, do you ever feel any kind of pity when you have some a guy in chastity? Like, do you ever have those no, moments where you're like, oh, I think I'll let him out today. And then you kind of talk yourself out of it. Or are you just, <laughs> you know, are you just that drill sergeant? Like, no, you're going to keep this on for until I say, like, you don't have those wavering moments. Well, you know, actually, the, the khaki I was dating at the time, he was locked up for that long. He never asked to be let out. I mean, I did before that three minutes or three months um, stretch. I actually did let him out before that. And I didn't mind that. It's just that he he was great, and that he never asked to be let out. He was he was just really great like that. Mm -hmm. So you never had those mm -hmm. those kind of wavering moments. No, no. Now you don't think that it will feel different when this is somebody who you have that deep emotional connection with. Like, do you think it'll be harder to keep him locked up? Um, that's a really good question. I. I don't know. I think I'll probably have to figure that one out when it when that time comes. But mm -hmm. um, for right now, I would say no. I don't think it would be harder. But I that's one one question that I don't really know for sure the answer to. Because I know, I mean, in in your case is going to be different. But one of the things that I've learned from talking to a number of couples is that's the one thing that a lot of wives struggle with initially is finding that cruel streak you know because you know that's their best friend that's their soulmate you know a lot of cases that's the father of their children like they have such a deep connection with this person that sometimes in the beginning it's hard for them to go to that place where they can be mean so to speak so i'm just i'm just kind of curious as to you know, if you think that'll be a difficult transition for you, like I said, I understand that your case is different because you're coming into it, having already experienced, already knowing what you want, just like, you know, the guy that you, you know, you will ultimately wind up with is going to be a cuck. So there isn't really going to be that, Hey, what is this kind of period? Like you're both going to be coming into right. it, understanding that it's what you both want. So I know that you're, situation is going to be different but i was just wondering if you'd ever like even given any thought to that yeah i can definitely understand how some women would have a hard time kind of transitioning to that role mm -hmm. especially if it's some something that they've really they haven't a part of themselves that they've never explored before and i think that uh, that just comes with time i think that most women if not all of them do evolve within this lifestyle and learn to become to embrace that side of themselves more um, and and be comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. um, so, but for, yeah, for me, I don't know. I'm already comfortable with it. I just, <laughs> I guess it would <laughs> it would depend on the dynamic of the relationship. I guess everyone's different. That's what I've learned. <laughs> so, since you've been involved with it what type of evolution have you seen in yourself? Like how has, you know, having these relationships with these men and learning more about this lifestyle and learning that what you once thought was unattainable is in fact attainable. Like how has it changed the way that you see yourself? Mm -hmm. 
Well, I definitely evolved in a few different ways. I mean, chastity is one of them, um, but also really learning to enjoy the humiliation aspect of cuckolding, which, I, like I said, a lot of women can be really uncomfortable with in the beginning. Um, but, I mean, it's a delicate balance. It really depends on the person who you're with as far as what's appropriate, what kind of enjoyment you both get out of it, how far you're going to take things and stuff like that. So I have I know that I'm more comfortable with that now than I was before, for sure. Mm-hmm. And also just more comfortable in my role in general as far as being a couple, just like understanding um, what that means and having the confidence to really go for it. Since you've discovered that this is an actual thing. Like before, I guess it was kind of like a pipe dream, like, wow, it would be nice to have that, but nobody's going to go for that. To all of a sudden discovering Mm -hmm. that, okay, there are people who would go for this. Have you gotten to the point where, I guess, in other words, you've learned that you don't really have to compromise, you know, whereas maybe before you learned about cuckolding, you kind of did it sometimes, because I guess it was almost expected, you know, like we were always taught that it's a two-way street and there's compromise in relationships and things like that. So has it, you know, now that you've discovered that cuckolding exists, has it made you even more selfish? Like, are you more selfish now than you were, say, you know, eight years ago when you first started swinging? (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Yeah, and I think maybe some of that comes with age I'm like I'm just more confident in myself now just for that reason alone I know exactly what I want now mm-hmm. eight years ago I was still trying to figure it out and probably I'm still trying to figure out some aspects of what I want now as well it's just a it's a normal growth that I go through but um yeah I'm definitely more selfish I'm definitely <laughs> not afraid to say exactly what I want uh-huh. In in this kind of a relationship, yeah, not not afraid at all. And I guess I guess the the phrase would be not just not just that you're selfish, but it, I guess it gets to the point where you're unapologetically selfish. You know, like you yeah. own it, like you you own your selfishness. Like this is who I am. This is what I want. This is what I expect. And there's no shyness from it. Like you confront it and you attack it head on, and whoever you wind up dealing with, they have to come into it understanding that, you know, you are his goddess and you expect to be treated as such and you will be dealt with as such. Like there's no, you're past the point of compromise as far as that's concerned, as far as the type of cuckolding dynamic that you, you know, that you are looking for. What type of being that you're, you know, you're out there and you're looking and you've experienced things and, what qualities do you look for in a cuck? Like what things stand out to you? Like there's, I guess we all kind of have this internal list of these are things that I can compromise on, but these are things that I have to have. So what would you say are right. things in your have to have category? Um, for me, I have to have someone who it has some stability in their life as far as their career. Um, goes and also I have to be attracted to the person um, and there has to be some chemistry 
And obviously there has to be some way that we could be together because not very many people are local to where I live. And so the distance can't be an issue. Right. Yeah. And I believe I remember seeing something in your writings where as far as the long distance thing goes, you've kind of been there, done that. Like, like, (laughs) you know, you, 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 you know that that's not for you. One of the other things. Yeah. <laughs> One of the other things that I noticed on your on your profile is that you have not one, not two, but you have three Queen of Spades tattoos. Yes. Uh, you want to you want to tell the people <laughs> where they are? One wasn't enough, and two yeah. wasn't enough. <laughs> you want to tell the people where they are? Yeah. Okay. So the first one that I got is actually right above my pussy. And I love that one so much because it's it's just such a great spot for it. Um, the second one I got was on my ankle. And the last one that I've had is on the back of my neck. So I don't really know if there'll be a number four, but <laughs> <laughs> for now, three is enough. <laughs> so tell us how you got to that point. Like, what was your journey as far as like, when did you know, black men enter your life, how long did it take you to kind of commit yourself to that and say, okay, this is what I want? Was it a gradual thing? Was it instantaneous? Kind of walk us through your journey and how you got to the point where you're like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get myself a Queen of Spades tattoo. Mm -hmm. So um, my first cuck boyfriend, the one who I met on Tinder, he encouraged me to seek out black guys. And at the time, I was actually already looking for black guys, just not actively looking, um, because about a year before that, I had a really great experience with a black guy um, who I met in the swinging community, and we just had excellent sexual chemistry. It was amazing, and his, but his wife eventually put a stop to that. She. Mm-hmm was starting to feel, I think, a little bit jealous about the situation. So I couldn't see him anymore. So I was kind of looking for somebody to replace him. So when my cuck boyfriend suggested that I seek out black men, I was like, yes, that's a great idea. <laughs> so I did. I actually put an ad online and I found I received a lot of applicants locally and um that worked out really well for me i ended up meeting some of like my the best partners that i've had through that one ad and so it was just i think maybe about three maybe four months five months after mm-hmm. that that i got my first tattoo and i basically just thought of it one day and was like yep that's exactly what i'm gonna do i didn't ponder over it I didn't I mean there was no kind of thinking about it for a long period of time like is this really what I want is this like not what I want I knew right away mm-hmm. so how did exactly what I wanted how did you even learn what it means like how were you introduced to the term I don't know it must have been online I don't really remember how I came across it but it must have been online somewhere mm-hmm. I don't remember so once you started exploring that with your, uh, at the time, your cuckold boyfriend, you pretty much made the decision that this is the only road that I want to travel down as far as who my sexual partners are. Yeah, at that time, I was not entirely exclusive to black guys. 
I did see the occasional white guy, but it was my second cuckold boyfriend who was like, no, I think, you know, it'd be way better if you were just as black guys. I'm like, yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> <laughs> so again, I'm, I'm, I'm picking up a theme where you didn't need a lot of convincing, you know, like things no. kind of spoke to you very early on in your experiences. And I'll kind of take this time since you brought it up to kind of let the people know who are listening, you said that you put an ad out and you got a really, really good response. And yeah. I would just have to, I just, I'll just take this time to say, I'm not surprised at all for anyone out there who's <laughs> listening. Um, I'm going to have a few pictures of you uh, with this, but also anyone who has followed your, your blog or seen you on, you know, on Twitter, you are an extremely attractive woman, you know, uh, Thank you. and for anybody who sees this, I'm sure you will agree with me. So the idea that you got that kind of response is it, it comes as no surprise. You know, it comes as absolutely uh, no surprise. So basically you got your tattoo and you haven't looked back since. Right. Yeah. Now I'm curious, have you ever, yeah. cause I talked about this in uh, a previous episode of mine, have you ever encountered any type of backlash for that decision? Not from anybody necessarily that you know, but just because, you know, normally it's online that people say things because they feel emboldened. You know, they're hiding behind a screen name, so they feel like they can say whatever. So I'm just curious, have mm -hmm. you ever encountered that? Yeah, I have. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I really have. The first time was when I actually posted that ad online. I had, I think, one, maybe two responses back where somebody was obviously quite racist and um, didn't like the fact that that's what I was looking for, and they made that perfectly clear to me. And then um, also on FetLife, I had someone who, same thing, was went on and on and on in a message to me saying that why I'm, what I'm doing is terrible and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I've had a little bit of backlash, but not a lot. Okay. Some some white guys are just yeah really not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 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 unfortunate, but unfortunately, it it does kind of come with the territory. I mean, it would be nice if that didn't exist, if that undercurrent wasn't around. But I think yeah. we're all adult enough to understand, and we all have our eyes kind of wide open to understand that it it does happen. You know, it is yeah a part of 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 what goes on. So, in your own mm -hmm. words. You know, as a black man myself, I'm just curious to ask, and I enjoy asking this question. What is it about us? Like, why us? Oh, I love this question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me try not to get too excited as I'm explaining this. No, 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 please, I'm please. I'm passionate about it. <laughs> please get excited. We, 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 trust me, my <laughs> listeners want you to get excited. They want to feel it. They want to feel that excitement when you talk about this. So don't hold back. Why us? Yeah, I've I've written a couple of posts about this on my blog, but I've I have talked a lot about this. It's because I I really believe in it, and I you got three tattoos, so brain, I should hope so. <laughs> right, <laughs> my brain works in it's it's now wired in that I just find black men to be sexually attractive, like that's what turns me on, and I have had just some 
incredible experiences with black men. And I just think that there's something about the way that they, in general, that they, they, the way, the confidence that they have, they just sort of take what they want. And they have this ability to flirt that is um, so smooth and just effortless. Whereas if I go to a bar and I have, I'm with my girlfriends and there's white guys and they try hitting on us. It's almost like funny. <laughs> they're trying so hard. <laughs> they're trying so hard. And yet there could be a group of black guys and it's almost like it's effortless for them. They just, you know, come over and say something that's just smooth and sexy and you're just as a woman is like, yes, take me right now. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. There's a, there's a big difference there and it's really something that's hard to articulate, but my girlfriends and I would talk about it all the time because it's so noticeable mm. and yeah, I just you find the black men to be so good in bed in general. <laughs> You said something really interesting right there. You, you mentioned your girlfriends. Do you have friends who know about this side of you? Yeah, they all do. <laughs> I know that makes a lot of cucks really nervous, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of my girlfriends know everything about me and my preferences and my life and everything. So Now, have any of them started to consider cuckolding themselves or is it just not for them? No, it's not for them. I actually don't know any other women who are into this who, you know, I've met. So uh, it's definitely something that either you are programmed for as a woman or you're not. So this stuff just turns me on insanely. Mm -hmm. And for other women, it just really doesn't do anything for them. Are they like, I don't know if amazed is the right word, but I really can't think of another word at this moment. Are they amazed by it? Like when you tell them stories, are they like, wow, I can't believe that there are guys out there who are wired like this? I think in the beginning, yeah, they were definitely a little bit skeptical of it. Um, but, you know, it's been, it's been several years now, so they understand it now. They read my blog and everything like that. So. Um, and in the beginning, though, they were they were a little bit, in, in, I guess, incredulous about it, <laughs> because like me, they did they they really didn't think that this kind of dynamic existed, mm -hmm. and how unfair it is. So, yeah. Okay, so I know from, you know, reading about you, on the various sites that you're on, that this has been a process that's had its ups and downs for you as far as trying to find, you know, a cuck to spend your life with. Like, I'm sure that there are people out there who think yeah. that this is an easy process for women. Like, oh, there's so many cucks out there. It must be easy. You just pick one and go live happily ever after. But I would like for you to kind of, you know, let our listeners know that that's not actually how it is, that this is difficult, you know, uh, you know, for a woman yeah. to find, even though there seems to be on the surface, tons of guys, you know, who want this kind of dynamic. So why don't you kind of like, how is, how has this process been for you? Like the ups and the downs, if you don't mind sharing. 
Yeah, it, uh, it's funny because like with my blog, I have I only write when I feel inspired, either when something is exciting me or when I feel like ranting about something. And there's my fair share of rants on my blog about this lifestyle and dating because it's brutal. And you're right, people think that it's so much easier as a woman, you have so many more choices, and it must be, you know, way easier, but it's actually really difficult. I've had serious challenges within this dating in this lifestyle. It's, um, at times, it's really made me want to give up. And I think my, my biggest challenges have been guys who are dishonest, about who they are and their relationship status. Guys who um, flake out at the last minute when it comes to meeting up. And distance is always a really difficult problem. But also, it's hard enough dating, just trying to find someone who you're attracted to and you have some sort of chemistry with or connection with. That's really difficult on, on its own. But throw in all of the rest of this stuff and it's just really hard also people are hesitant to trust one another when you reach out to someone in this lifestyle because obviously people require a lot of discretion and they don't want people finding out and and then there's you know shady people online let's face it there's weirdos out there but Mm -hmm. stalkers right now it's not it's not a safe place out there but um so it's difficult to get to know somebody when they are withholding information about themselves, like what they look like and who they are and what they do. And you just, it's hard to get to know somebody when they don't even want to sort of tell you about themselves because they're scared. Right. So yeah, it's been, it's been really, really frustrating for me. Um, yeah. There's a lot of guys out there who are not serious about this. They're just in it for jerk off material and fantasizing about role playing in this situation. Now, have you ever had those times where you felt like throwing in the towel and just giving up? Oh my God, so many times. (laughs) Yeah, I've actually tried giving up so many times, but I just end up going back to it because I mean, going back to like a a vanilla relationship is not an option for me. I went on one vanilla date in the past three years and I just wanted to run out of there halfway through (laughs) it. I was like, Oh God, this, this is so horrible. It is so not me. I can't do it. And so that's not an option for me. So therefore I'm just sort of like, Oh, what do I do? So throw my hands in the air and be like, well, I don't know. I really don't know. So when you when you did, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said it's a blessing and it's a curse. It really is. No, I can understand that. So so when you did have those moments where you felt like like what's the longest period of time that you kind of stayed away from it? Um, Several months, and I think that I was able to just stay away from it mainly because my work was in sanity busy and I was able to just focus on that and not think about everything else that was going on I took a break from FetLife and Twitter and everything my blog and I just basically just stopped everything so what ultimately brought you back (laughs) I guess my curiosity because I was still receiving messages from people through my blog so I'd never wanted to shut down my blog so I 
I was still receiving messages and really, really thoughtful and kind messages from people. Mm -hmm. And so it got me talking about it more and then slowly becoming more and more involved in it. And I, over the past few years, have met some really good friends in this lifestyle. Cucks who I'm not going to date, but who are like a really good friend to me. So I still talk to them and um, ultimately they're the ones who have helped me through the hard times. Well, that's 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 beautiful. It, it can be a very supportive community when you meet the right people, you know, yeah. uh, people that are encouraging and they, you know, they want to see you, you know, get what you're going after. And it's it's mm-hmm. it's definitely a beautiful thing when you see it. One thing that I, I remember reading on your blog. And for those that are interested, I will be including the link uh, to your blog so that they can go and read it and support you and, and everything, because it's it's very well written. And I'm impressed by the fact that like anytime I see anybody writing a blog, it's always impressive because I know the kind of work that goes into it and the time commitment that it requires. So it always lets me know that this is something that this particular individual is passionate about. So I definitely commend you on that. And I hope that everybody listening, you know, goes and takes, you know, takes a look at it because you've, you've written some really amazing things in there that give a lot of insight into not only how you think, but why you think, as well as giving out some really good advice to, you know, who are, to men who are seriously seeking this type of, of dynamic. But one of the things you have written on there is something that is a very, very, very powerful fantasy within this lifestyle. And the thing that's so cool for you is that you're actually going to get to live it out in its purest sense, meaning it's not a recreation. It's not a renewal. It's going to be in its purest sense. So let's stop the cliffhanger now. Why don't you tell the people (laughs) what that fantasy is? Yeah. There's really only one fantasy that I want more than anything in this kind of relationship. And that's my wedding night, BBC gangbang. I've always wanted that actually wanted it since my very first cuck. We talked about it. And I, as soon as I thought of it, I was like, yep, that's exactly what I want. And, so I have spent a lot of time thinking about, you know, what I want for that and why I want it. And it's just going to be such an incredible, magical night. It really is going to be memorable forever. <laughs> so when you say it's your wedding night fantasy, you mean that like literally like you want to get married earlier that day. Yeah. And then that night while you're still dressed like a princess you know, makeup all done and wearing your white gown and everything, you want to be ravished by a group of black men as your yes. your new husband <laughs> sits there and just takes it all in. Yes. Yeah, that's what I want. I want to be in that really pretty, pure white dress with my sparkly ring and just surrounded by all of this beautiful black skin. That's what I want. I've never had a gangbang before purposely because I'm saving it for that night. Now, you know you're driving people crazy now, right, that are listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you are driving people crazy now. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) Oh, no, you are. Trust Um, me. (laughs) Yeah. I wanted to be um, 
my favorite black guys all together. And some of them already I've talked to about this and been like, you can expect an invitation one day because this is going to happen. <laughs> At some point, I'm going to have this. And they're all really excited and supportive about it. So, yeah, I can't wait to make that happen. That's going to be <laughs> um, the hottest entry into my blog, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can imagine. I can, I, I can imagine. And I know that there will be a large number of people who will be eagerly anticipating, you know, that particular entry. Mm-hmm. One of the things that well, I found... I I've yet to meet a cuck who didn't doesn't want that on their wedding night. So. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's 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 a very common theme. I mean, you see recreations of it all the time. I mean, I know couples who have renewed their vows, you know, and I'm sure that that yeah. that's hot in itself. But it's so much on a different level when it's like when it's truly happening at the outset, you know. Yeah. And. It's. I think that it's rare that it happens like that because most of the people who get into this lifestyle are already married when they discover it. You know, right. so exactly. It's not that they wouldn't. You know, if they could go back in time, it's not that they wouldn't have wanted to do it. But it just things just didn't play out that way. So I find it very fascinating that you already know that that is what you want and that is how you're going to have it. And I think that it's going to be a beautiful thing. You know, like I, I, you know, I hope that we're still in communication when that happens, because I would love to talk to you like the day after, you know, just, <laughs> to, to, you know, to capture your energy while it's still raw and fresh in your mind oh, and kind of I take us through it so we can guarantee. all be like the fly on the wall. <laughs> I guarantee you I'm going to have a natural high for like a month after that, for <laughs> yeah. sure. A natural, <laughs> a, a natural high as well as a limp. <laughs> probably walking with the lamp yeah yeah Yeah, a natural high as as well as a limp Uh, another thing that I wanted to touch on with you because your situation is so unique because your situation is one that I don't routinely come across and what I mean by that is I know hundreds of couples that are in this lifestyle but I've met very few women you know who are actively pursuing it, like as a single woman who are actively pursuing it. And Mm -hmm. what I would kind of like, like there may be women who will be listening to this or who may discover this or who may be pointed to this episode, who maybe they don't think that cuckolding is for them. And I feel like you can kind of pull the curtain back, whereas they might have trouble relating to a couple because they look at them and say, oh, well, you guys were already together when you found this. So that's not the situation that I'm in. Like there are going to be a lot of women out there who can identify with you. So Mm -hmm. I'm kind of curious as to what would you, how would you explain this to a woman? Like how would you go about presenting this lifestyle in a way that it sounds like a real option. Like, don't be so dismissive of it so quickly. Like, what would you say to them mm-hmm. to get them to really, not even to experience it, but just to look at it, like look at it for what it is and how it benefits you. So how would you talk to those women? Well, I have spoken to like some of the girls who I've worked with. I've just 
I'm pretty open about things and I understand who I think I can talk to things about and who I shouldn't. And I've talked, I've spoken to a few of them and it's just come up in like casual conversation. And I have found that the best way to talk about this kind of relationship is in a really normal way. And Mm -hmm. so that people don't see it as something that's weird or strange or completely, you know, out of left field weird and um and and when i talk to people like that with that kind of approach women especially it's a lot easier for them to digest and sort of listen and and not be judgmental about it and i don't know i feel like just telling people that you know it's okay at women especially it's okay to say exactly what you want and to be able to get what you want in a relationship even if that means being selfish, mm-hmm. even if that means that it's unfair. And I try to explain to people that when you were talking about compromising earlier, in the traditional kind of relationship, there's a lot of of tug of wars going on constantly where it has to sort of be equal all the time. And people have to check in with each other about like, you know, are am I doing enough for you? Am, am I doing too much? Are you happy about this? Are you not happy? Or, you know, all of those little things, those little struggles within a relationship. This kind of a relationship is so different and so easy because you don't necessarily have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. The expectations are already known and understood. So you spend a lot less time worrying about those things and a lot more time actually enjoying each other. And let's face it this kind of relationship is never boring ever (laughs) no no, you're right about that ever (laughs) i mean the possibilities are definitely endless yeah and like you're never as a woman you're never going to be bored ever ever you're always going to be able to have this those amazing experiences that you wouldn't necessarily ever have if you were in a traditional kind of relationship. And if that's something as a woman that you really would appreciate, then go for it. (laughs) Well, like I've told you before, I think that you can be a wonderful spokesperson uh, for this lifestyle. I think that, you know, anybody who's listening right now can feel your enthusiasm for it. They can feel your passion for it. I felt that the very first time I talked to you, I was like, wow, this woman is really passionate about cuckolding, <laughs> you know? And, <laughs> you know, I think that, that that's only going to be a good thing, you know, for, you know, to kind of get people who maybe didn't see it as a viable option before, because let's be honest, it's very easy for women to get a distorted view of what coding of what cuckolding is. I mean, if you combine, totally. you know, the the, the the crappy kind of cuckold porn that's available with, you know, let's be honest, a lot of cucks are their own worst enemy. You know, when it comes to <laughs> online, as far as how they approach people and and how they come off the type of energy that they give off. So it's very easy to see why a woman who doesn't really know much about it is just immediately turned off by it just because of the way that it's, it's, it's presented to them. So I think that as more women like yourself kind of come to the surface and talk about it, you know, talk about the beauty of it, you know, and the feeling of it, 
I think it's going to do a lot. You know, I really do think that, you know, it can change some minds. It can change some attitudes. It can change some perceptions as well as. I really hope so. Yeah, as well as getting, you know, even getting the cucks to understand that, you know, if you really want this, you got to step your game up. Like there are things that you have mm-hmm. to change. You know, you have to be mm-hmm. serious. Like you have to be ready to, you know, to strike while the iron is hot. I, like I know one of the writings that you have on your blog deals with, uh, I believe you refer to it as, as cuckold fear. Mm-hmm. Why don't you kind of tell the people a little bit about just, you know, you don't have to go in depth about what the article was about, but why don't you just kind of give us the Cliff Notes version of of what that was about? Yeah, this is um, something that I've noticed over the last several years is um, nearly all of the texts who I've come across have like uh, quite a level of fear regarding being outed as a cuckold. And so I wanted to talk about why that's such a detriment to this kind of um, lifestyle because it makes it really difficult to have a relationship when you are feeling like you're living in the closet. And that's not something that I ever want to do. I don't necessarily want to be open to everybody about what's going on in my personal life, but I don't want to live in fear either. And so there's so many of these guys out there who are just so incredibly fearful of people finding out. So I wanted to sort of put it out there to cuts that maybe this fear of being found out is not as horrible and scary as we think it is maybe having somebody accidentally find out is not going to be the end of the world. And I hope that more people will sort of let go of that fear. I'm not saying that they need to go out and tell everybody in their life what's going on, but just Mm -hmm. to not be so afraid all the time because that, that kind of fear in cucks will literally paralyze them. Like I've had cucks before who, this is the reason why they get scared and they flake out because living this life or fantasizing about this life is one thing to them, but actually living that life in reality can be really scary for some guys. So, and I acknowledge that, but I really would hope that some of them would just let that go a little bit. Baby steps. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah, It's all, it's all about the baby steps. Even though you don't strike me as a baby step kind of person though, you're, you're, you, you strike, you strike me as a, hold your nose, run to the deep end of the pool and just jump right in, you know, yeah. like you're not, you're, you're not going to start at the shallow end and kind of work your way down. You're just going to dive right in the deep end of the pool and, and figure it out as you go along. Now, one yeah, of the things that, when I know what it oh, is sorry, that I want, I go for it. I was going <laughs> to say, what I know, when I know what I want, I go for it. I, I so yeah. yeah you're definitely, you're, you're, def- you're definitely <laughs> fearless in, in that regard. One of the things that I wanted to get you to mm-hmm. talk about, and I'll be the first to admit it's a, it's a little bit of self-promotion here, but I just, I just love the way that you explained it. And that is how you came across my podcast and what your initial reaction was to my podcast. Yeah. Okay. So my very good cuck friend, um, the one, one of them who's helped me along the years being such a good supporter for me and just, a fabulous person uh, helped me through the hard times he actually told me about your blog he said you have to listen to this and I was like okay yeah we're going to do it 
And then he bugged me again afterwards. He's like, did you listen to it? I'm like, no, I haven't listened to it yet. But then I did. And I was just, I, first of all, he didn't tell me that it was hosted by a bull. I had no idea. So I just assumed that it was a cock or a cock couple or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I was immediately kind of um, surprised by that. I was like, wow, this, this guy's a bull. And he is so articulate about, and almost like really passionate about, about this kind of lifestyle. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, this is so amazing. And so I, yeah, I sent him a message back and I just said, that's an incredible podcast. And I just feel so lucky to be able to have your perspective on it because I don't normally ever get that perspective. So it's, and I still find it really incredible to hear, to listen to you talk about it from your perspective is just fascinating to me every time you talk about it. It's great. Well, I'm so happy that you're doing it. <laughs> I'm so happy. Well, it, it, it definitely makes me feel good to do. It makes me feel good to hear, you know, you express yourself like that. Like it, it, it makes me feel like I made the right choice to, you know, to get involved with this and to, you know, to make this a reality. And just hearing your, you know, your passion and your enthusiasm you know, it's it's real cool to hear. Like it's really cool to hear other people who are passionate about this lifestyle because as I've said before, it's fascinating. Like I love everything mm-hmm. about, you know, this lifestyle. And I've always said that when people listen to the show that I hope that that comes across, you know, like I hope that they're mm-hmm. able to, you know, to kind of, of, of understand that and get that. You know, but I, I don't want this to go on too much longer because I, I, I try to be aware of how long people have to listen. But there's one thing that I really have to bring up. And okay. this was my idea, not yours. And I'm really hoping that at least some of my listeners do what I think that they'll want to do, what they can do. And that is, for those of you who don't know, okay, I have a very, very serious heel fetish. Uh, my slave is a admitted shoe whore and I love it. And I'm very turned on by women wearing sexy ass heels. You know, I'm very knowledgeable about my heels. Um, I love going shoe shopping. You know, I'm the kind of guy where you'll never hear me complaining about how long it's taking. I might get you to try on the same pair three times just because you know, I want another look of, you know, at you in them. And so with that being said, you and I were having a conversation and I had asked you, you know, cause you have one picture of you wearing a really nice pair of heels. And I was like, wow, she looks really good in those. So I asked you how many pair of heels you have. And why don't you tell the people what you told me? <laughs> I have one pair. <laughs> okay. Repeat that. Yeah, just one, just one okay. pair. <laughs> now I have to let all of you know when she told me that I was literally offended. Like, how can a woman this <laughs> gorgeous, a woman who is a goddess, how is it that she only has a single pair of heels? So this is what I'm doing. Okay, I put together an Amazon wish list for her. I got an idea of what her particular style was, what she enjoyed, and 
I went and just picked out a bunch of pair of heels and made a wish list for her. And I'm going to attach this to the interview so everybody will be able to see it. And I'm not, you know, there's no obligation. You know, all I'm asking people to do is after listening to this, if you feel so inclined, like I said, these aren't expensive, like overly expensive shoes. You know, I didn't put a bunch of, you know, Christian Louboutins on there or anything like that. There are no red bottoms, <laughs> you know, just really nice shoes that I think would look really good on her. And if you feel so inclined, it would make me really feel really good for her to see the type of support that she gets from my listeners, you know, so if you could find it in the kindness of your heart to just, she shouldn't have one pair of heels. Like we, I'm sure that there are probably women listening to this, like what? Like I can't imagine what my life would be like if I had just one pair of heels, you know? So <laughs> we've, we've got to change that. You know, we've, we've, we've got to change that. So and like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that I include all the links. I'll include the link for your Twitter page. I'll include the link for your blog. And I will include the link for, you know, for the wish list that I put together for you so that we can, you know, help Venus get her, get her shoe game up because she needs help. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, she needs help, you know, so on that note, you know, I want to thank you for agreeing to do the show. You know, I was oh, really looking for forward to, me. you know, to interviewing you. Like I really wanted people to, to hear your story and to hear your passion that you have for this lifestyle. And um, is there anything that you would like to say? You know, you have, a, you have a lot of people listening to you right now. You have a lot of ears on you. So is there anything at all, like the floor is yours. So you, you say what you would like <laughs> to say. I just really want to thank you for doing this. I really appreciate what you're doing for this lifestyle and getting the word out there in a really great articulate way. So thank you. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. The, 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 the pleasure is, is, is definitely all mine. And again, I want to thank, you know, all of my listeners. You've all been very supportive and very encouraging of this. And, you know, I just look forward to, to bringing all of you, you know, more quality content, you know, as time moves forward. You know, I want, you know, everybody to see this for, for what it is, you know, to get away from the gratuitous stuff, you know, or the 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 stereotypical stuff for people to see that you know that this is a beautiful lifestyle and when you have two people you know who are on the same page and who are able to kind of go into it with their eyes wide open that you know it can be a beautiful thing so on that note thank you all from the bottom of my heart thank you for being a listener and you know stay tuned for the next episode and thank you again venus for agreeing to do it you've been a wonderful guest and uh I definitely look forward to, you know, to having you on future episodes. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So this has been the Keys and Anklets podcast, and you all have a blessed day. Thank you.